You're talking right as we're about to start. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Don't Get Me Mad, my podcast about my journey through life, mostly focusing on um, my development since I started anger management and um, just enlightening you on my journey through anger management, even though anger management is kind of finished. But yeah, I'll go into that a little bit later on. But um, I know I said I'll be doing this podcast once a week, but I think since I started working full-time, I haven't really had the time to do weekly. So I'm sort of, I think, going to be doing it fortnightly. Um, and since I finished anger management as well, I've just found it difficult to do it weekly. Um, but yeah, I'm back again. So this is episode five, and this is actually, um, I think, going to be a really interesting episode. I've got some with me. I'll introduce her in a bit, um, so just wait on it. <laughs> so just my disclaimer is normal. I'm not in any way trained when it comes to psychotherapy or counselling. I'm just sharing stuff, my opinion, things that I've learned, things that's helped me as a way of like self-reflecting and just as a bit of an outlet because it helps me as well. And yeah, I've got feedback as well that this podcast is helping people, so I just want to keep doing it and um, yeah, reaching out. So I've got here... One of my closest friends, Artie. Hello. <laughs> yeah, you can speak Thank now. Thank you. Um, so Artie yeah, is one of my good friends. I've known her for about nine years. Mm, yes. Yes, you say nine years. Yeah, nine so yeah, we met at work. I was like, I don't like this girl, but eventually we became friends. Is that what you you know that. You know that. Oh, God, you mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, ever since then we've just sort of grown together, and yeah. Yeah, we have some really deep chats, don't we? Yeah, especially nowadays. Yes, <laughs> intense chats. So I thought, let, let's get her on this podcast and let's have a bit of a discussion, which would be good. So, tell me a bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Artie. I am um, from Birmingham, well, Soli Hall. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and um yeah i'm working full-time i have um left birmingham i've lived in other countries lived in other cities and now i'm kind of um back i feel like i've been back for like nearly two years and kind of like buki i'm also on my journey of self-discovery working through a lot of things at the moment so it's hard, it's a process, but I've decided to stay here in the city where I was born yes. and uh, work through it rather than, like, go to Guatemala and go to school. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about doing that, yeah. Until fine. you realise it costs you, like, four grand to go and do it. Yeah, like, no, nah, well. maybe not. Um, yeah, that's about it. Perfecto. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, this podcast, we're just going to be having a discussion about um life and our journeys since we are going through sort of the same but similar journeys at the same time mm. so it is um it will be good so um stay tuned so first of all got my quote of the week <laughs> inserts music <laughs> so my quote of the week is from nicholas m butler and this quote links to our discussion later on and it is um optimism is essential to achievement and it is also the foundation of courage and true progress mm, i like that do you yeah let me say it again so optimism is essential to achievement and it is also the foundation of courage and true progress yes i agree with that 
Well, <laughs> well, I would say personally myself, I found it really hard over the past couple of weeks to be optimistic. It's something that I find quite difficult anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah, I can see where this quote is going. I think I agree with it because it is so hard to be optimistic. Yeah. And I feel like the quote is saying without that, you can't achieve those other things. Like yeah. Can't go forward. Or yeah. Moving forward, all those types of things. But yeah. And it's also saying as well, well, what I see is that by not being optimistic, so by being pessimistic, you're not achieving anything at all. So it's like a, it can be like a mm. downward spiral. Mm. So I, I was looking at it from that side mm. of things because I tend to be um, a lot, especially nowadays, a lot less optimistic um, and, and quite sort of negative, to be honest. So it's just made yeah. me think that if I actually look at it the other side, um, that I'm not actually achieving anything by, by feeling this way or by looking at things through a negative point of view as well. Um, can I say something? Of course you can. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm not a naturally optimistic person. Yeah. Um, especially probably the period when we first met, like when I was a lot younger. Um, <laughs> but I think I've come to realise now that it's not like you're naturally optimistic or naturally pessimistic. Yeah, there yep. is that. But it's more that being optimistic is something that you can train yourself to do. Like it's in, in ways it's skill. a choice. Yeah. And it's a skill, actually. It's a skill, it's a actually. Skill. That's, that's a better way rather yeah. than saying a choice. Um, so I think it's good to look at it that way that it's something you can develop yes definitely because there are times where i'm optimistic and i'm giving everyone advice and i'm like happy and there's other times where when it comes to myself i'm the opposite so yeah it is good to be optimistic and help other people as well but you also need to remember yourself and like you were saying to me yesterday about the little victories Oh, yes. And when you're more optimistic, you tend to focus rather on bigger things. You can be, you look at the little things, mm. the little steps that you're making and progressing. Like it says, it's the foundation for true progress. So um, mm. I do like this quote. And I thought, let's mm. pick something about optimism today because I've been feeling rubbish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is something I definitely struggle with especially when you have low moods, anxiety, mm. you're feeling stressed out, but it's just really just not forgetting yourself, taking it a day at a time. And even though it's it's so easy to see the negatives and the wrongs, trying to focus on the good parts rather than the bad parts. And like you were saying about small victories, those good parts or even the nature of optimism doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be like big grand things. Yes. Like the world is amazing and world peace will be achieved one yeah. day. Which you know, obviously would be great, but I think optimism can also be like, okay, I managed to get out of bed today. Exactly. Yeah. Something is what which might seem small but is actually a struggle for exactly. you know, people who are I helped someone out today. Through. Someone said that someone thanked me for something today or do you know mm. what I mean? Or just little things, little gratitudes, like, oh, I'm actually happy that I'm here, healthy, mm. etc. my family, friends. So those little things, it builds up. So, yeah. yeah, we like the quote, don't we? We do. We do like the quote. So, um, moving on now. So, the main part of the discussion today is... Um, 
Yeah, so I mentioned before that being angry was like kind of like an iceberg. Like at the top, you could just see the iceberg. You could just see someone that's angry, lashing out, smashing stuff, whatever. But underneath, there's obviously layers to why that person is angry. It could be anxiety, depression, etc. Um, it could be stress from work, family members. And one of the, for me, myself personally, one of the things that um, didn't help my anger, especially my internal anger, was feelings of low moods and depression. So that's why I've got Artie here with me. Yay. She's here and we're just basically just going to ha- ask some questions and have a really open and frank discussion mm-hmm. um, just about dealing with low moods, anxiety and depression and um, just sort of how to deal with it in a way and, and different feelings and, and just having, yeah, just an open discussion because with myself, my anger was internal and that in turn goes hand in hand with my low moods at times so this is still an ongoing issue for me so um so even though anger management's finished like I mentioned it's something that I'm still working on on a day-to-day basis and it's something that I battle with so that's why I find like I really wanted to do this episode with Artie basically so exciting (laughs) so first of all um I wanted to before I started writing this podcast wanted to um this episode sorry google the meaning of depression so i googled it and the first thing that came up it just said feelings of severe despondency and dejection should i say Mm -hmm. um despondency other words for that is despair discouragement hopelessness sorrow Mm. unhappiness um and dejection i don't think i looked that up but i'm guessing that's similar to rejection Feeling, yeah. Like, I feel like it's like being rejected from life yourself. And society, yeah. Yourself, yeah. I'm feeling that as well. I'm just gonna double that check, but <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It's yeah. very yeah. Detection is um according to Oxford Dictionary of English, a sad and depressed state, low spirits. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically, it's from self, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts on this definition? Um. I think yeah, I think it's pretty accurate, but I feel like a more for me, what I've learned that depression is, is that it's a a thief of hope and joy. It yes. is perpetual hopelessness. Yes. Um and I think for people that don't suffer from depression, diagnosed depression, which what mine is, mm-hmm. um, but it's not clinical. There's a big difference between clinical and... Um, is there a difference? Yeah, there is, clinical is like... Um, I feel like it's more to do with your brain chemistry. Like, it's there no matter what. Like, it's always there. Or okay. you can have the type of... And no, okay, also disclaimer, not qualified. Yep, just, <laughs> just put it out there. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas you can have the depression that is triggered by events. Which is a diagnosed depression. Uh, yeah, you okay. have... It's a, a reactionary depression. That's what it is. Um, okay, it's been caused by an event. Yeah, it's of been some caused sort. by something, and then or you can also have uh, elements of both. My um, counselor told me this week. So we were okay. talking about it. Um, yeah, I've forgotten the question. <laughs> yeah, you're the, the the definition. Yeah, so I think um, oh, it's very difficult for people who don't have actual depression to understand. It's not just about feeling sad. Sad. Yeah, it's more than that. It, sadness is a symptom, but when you have hopelessness, nothing is worth it. Not getting out of bed is worth it. Eating. Eating. 
breathing, breathing, uh, bathing, driving, driving, <laughs> all, all yeah. of it. It's it's really being in the dark with absolutely no light. Yes, is how I would describe mine at least. It's, it's, no, no, I completely feel yeah. you. It's like life is. It's it's weird. It's like an out of body experience, and you can see mm. loads of people mm. enjoying life, and you're literally just you're sitting like, there like, what? I'm not. Why can't I get? Yeah, there? why can't I? There's no enjoyment. I explained it to my um, counselor. I said it's like trying to swim with weights on your feet, yeah. trying to swim upwards. Like you yeah. just cannot mm. pull yourself out of it. That's a good. That's a good explanation, actually. Um, and I think when I was younger, like maybe say when around the time that I met you, mm-hmm. which was yeah about eight nine years ago, I would throw the word depressed around mm. around when I just had moments of sadness. Yeah. Um, and yeah, genuine sadness if something had happened or if I'm upset or whatever time of the month, etc. Whereas now, as time's gone on, that feeling that you've just described mm. is what I do feel. Mm. And it it's it's horrible. Like it's yeah. re- it's really like it's um whoa. You can't describe it. Well, you can describe it, but it's just it's just not a nice. Thing it's, to feel. it's uh very cruel yeah it doesn't i mean it it can let up obviously depending on like how you're managing it but mm-hmm. for some people it you know it never does but it there is literally nothing good or redeeming about it yes <laughs> and that's what makes it so hard to deal with i think it is and and then especially when you get to a time where you like oh okay i'm enjoying today mm. and then you look back and you're like wow i was that low yeah that's, that's when yeah, yeah that's that's when it's like whoa like you're just like you wow can, i felt that before you can grasp how much it affects everything yeah when you look back yeah, yeah. so um yeah that meaning is um yeah i like what you you mentioned there um what i i don't think i think i might have mentioned this in an episode before but um basically when i was in anger management um it's eight course eight week course i think it was like the fifth week um the course leader read a letter from a guy that basically was going through the severe depression and um the letter was it a poem that was a letter and then um he was based everything that you just said about the hopelessness and everything he said all of that and it's weird because you're just like when you are depressed, sometimes you think it's just you that mm. has ever felt that way and no one possibly could understand. It's isolating. Yeah, it is very isolating. So for me, hearing that letter being read in anger management is what helps me start this podcast. Um, and for me, it was a bit of a breakthrough. So I've got a question, a couple of questions for you, Ooh, RT. Okay, I'm ready. Um, so what was, when was the, the point that you sort of realised that whoa, I need to do something about this or, you know. Yeah, Um. so a little bit of background. So um, I mentioned that I'm in therapy now. It's been maybe a year and a few, maybe three or four months, but this is not the first time I've been in counselling. So yeah. when I first went to university and I went as a mature student. No problems there. Shout out to all mature students. Brett, Brett. Um, <laughs> I was, what, 27? And in my, like, my first year, like I'd moved to a new city and my social anxiety was through the roof. It's always been there, but it was paralyzing and I couldn't study and I couldn't, you know, the academic achievement, I put so much pressure on myself. Yep. And then I was 
crying all the time. I couldn't do anything. And I was speaking to my sister and she was like, you don't sound well. And she meant obviously mentally well. And I was just like, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> time to see a counsellor. Obviously, you know, most universities, I think all universities probably have like a free counselling service. So then I went into that and, um, you know, a lot of uh, things came up, a lot of changes came out of it. Um, and I think that's, that was my first experience. Then I did a year abroad. I went back into therapy then because um, I had a massive change before I had um, done my year abroad. Mm-hmm. Then finished it, then finished university um, and then worked for a year and then things started to gradually overwhelm me. Yeah. I couldn't, I just felt low. I didn't know where I was. Um, not literally, but I yeah, mean like in my yeah. life. Did you feel like it was getting... Um... What am I trying to say? Like, did you feel like the periods were getting longer? Yes, it was. I mean, the the thoughts that I was struggling with is like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Okay, I've graduated. You know, mm-hmm. I I got this grade. I did really well. Why am I working here? And mm-hmm. and just common. You know, yeah. And that's always kind of been my issue, even when we first met. Like, yes. you know, it's not the job that we yeah. were doing was not a career choice, yeah. but it was very much like, okay, I know I have like this level of ability. I know I'm smart. What am I doing about it? You know, mm-hmm. I was stuck in that way. But it got to the point where I couldn't... I was crying at work. (laughs) Always a good... I feel like I know when I'm really low when I'm crying in the shower. When I'm just washing away and that's it. Just crying. (laughs) crying. And it's it's devastating for me to cry in the shower. I just think it's really sad. (laughs) Um, But I couldn't make basic decisions. Like if, you know, somebody asked me where should we go for lunch? And I'm like, literally don't ask me. Or somebody's telling me about their feelings or they don't feel well or I'm upset because of this. And I felt full up. Like my my emotions felt full up. Could not cope. And I thought all right, probably time to go back into therapy. I resisted it and did some research and yeah. I thankfully found a really good therapist through actually, um, th- through like people. Um, and yeah, a year and a bit later, I have now come to understand that I have depression. Okay. Um, she's someone I have to make friends with and it's probably something that's always going to be there. Okay. How did you feel when you first, like, um, like, yeah, when you first discovered that? Like, how, do you feel like you uh, went through denial or you accepted it straight away or you were angry? What? what? It was more like a slow realisation. Like, when okay. I first started my sessions, I was, you know, explaining to my therapist, you know, I've been, like, basically what I just, you know, I've been in counselling before and mm-hmm. I've had these feelings and then, you know, she's pushing me to make the realisation that, oh, maybe this is this has happened to you before it's happening to you now and it can happen to you, you again, again. Yeah. and i think in my family history like uh my immediate family also suffer from depression so it's something that i've always been around okay um you know there's the genetic aspect of it as well um but that like as you were asking that realization it was very difficult to deal with yeah. because it's it's like oh i'm never going to be free or i can't base things on when i'm better i can do this better when I'm better or things will be better when this isn't with me but it's the realisation that you have to carry on living despite of despite yeah or with it yeah don't work against it which is uh, a learning curve (laughs) it's a very hard hurdle though to get over and I think Mm, mm. I'm probably at the stage that you were at a year and a bit Mm, ago mm. because it's it's probably something that you probably try and avoid (laughs) Nobody wants to. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to be friends with depression. Yeah. Like, and the reason why I'm phrasing it like that is because 
I think for me it's helpful to uh, to welcome it because yeah. it's there anyway mm-hmm. and it's going to be knocking on the door but don't I mean it's not like oh I accepted it and okay like a, a few months into the session we were actually talking about this this week um into therapy probably like halfway through I was just like what's the point of this I come here I talk about my feelings I feel crap we discuss it I go back home and it just again and again and again and I wasn't getting out of that cycle which is when medication was brought into the mix um which is for the first six months something I resisted because I was like I don't want to do this but for me personally if I know I have to do or it's going to be better for me in the end I will do do it. it yeah and I would have to say without taking that step and becoming comfortable with being on medication um yeah I wouldn't be here oh wow yeah wow especially not functioning at the level that I'm functioning at now yeah like working and like working and um like I've just uh, I'm currently going through heartbreak um managing like managing something like that like Mm -hmm. you know a grief like a loss I you know I know I would be in the pessimism not getting out of bed cycle okay probably I feel you yeah totally feel you mm. um in terms just a personal question this is more for myself yeah, yeah, yeah. i've medication mm. any side effects or anything like that at all or everyone is different yeah so i was first put on uh i don't know if i can mention like brands or whatever i'm, I'm just gonna avoid it yeah, just, <laughs> so, yeah i was put on like the basic one there was put you on really low dose 10 milligrams because what my the way my therapist described it was just like you're in such a low downward spiral that no amount of therapy is going to help you come out of it Mm -hmm. the medication will help lift you to the point where you can start receiving the benefits of therapy okay that's how it it came about and hand in hand sort of thing yeah and like looking back she was right like i there was no i just couldn't i was too it's like being um like below the earth yeah you know it was too deep um so with that that one in the first week, you you can feel very tired. Um, but th- if you read the leaflet, like it's, it can Countless. make you depressed and worse. You can have seizures. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so yeah, much. Different people. Um, but then I went on a higher dose. And then what was happening to me, a side effect was around um, my period. My PMT would undo all the work that I had been doing in the oh, month. No. It was awful. And then my therapist was just like, okay, you might have premenstrual syndrome. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But she was like, maybe let's try changing it. So I've changed it to this new one. And yeah, it's You're a lot okay. better. And I didn't have any side effects. But it's one of those you have... Try and error. I try and error. Everyone's yeah. individual. But it was worth it for me. Well, that's good. Mm. Because for personally, for me, that's one thing that I'm probably nervous about. But mm. it's just about taking that step. It's not, it? a, it's not an easy step to take. Yeah. But if you become committed to getting better... It may be a necessary one. Might not be. You yeah. might, therapy might be enough or whatever, whatever you choose to do. Yeah. So that leads me on nicely to the <laughs> next question. So how have you, what coping methods do you feel like you, you've used that's helped you mm. or ones that maybe you have used that personally for yourself weren't too helpful? Yeah. Like, what would you say? So when I first did therapy, we did CBT, which okay. is Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. That was useful in terms of techniques like worry time where if you've got anxiety, you set a certain like half an hour in the day to worry and that's Mm -hmm. the only time you're allowed to worry about things. I never managed to do it. It was very difficult. (laughs) Um, But then my style of therapy became more um, like psychotherapy, dream analysis. Okay. Yeah. And it was a mixture of things, which is also what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. so one of my coping mechanisms, well, my coping mechanisms now to look after my well-being 
obviously alongside like regularly taking the medication is journaling my okay. therapist introduced me to that she bought me the journal actually nice um, so is that a daily thing it's a daily thing okay so it, and then she'll give me pointers like journal around this journal around that I tend to just kind of talk about the feelings that I've had in the day and what's been going on in my life. Okay. Um, negative and positive? Negative or? and positive. Okay. So I think that that journaling process is being very... is observing what's happened in the day, how it's made me feel. Okay. Do you ever read back? Yes. Okay. So when the transition between 2018 and 2019 happened, I went over the 2018 one. Yep. And at the same time, during that transition, I've, like, you know, broken up, well, with my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend... <laughs> that was close um so i was reading over like when we first met and all that do you know what i mean so yeah. it, it was a bit difficult but yeah i the thing is is like when it's sweet sort of thing it, very very bittersweet when i read over the journal i actually remember every single entry and how i felt that day oh that's good um so yeah it's positive and negative some days it's a blank page and the next day it'll be like i could just could not come to write yesterday oh, okay so actually the, the journaling itself is quite is a commitment but writing is a good therapy for me like I've always it's enjoyed always helped that. me to yeah I've always yeah. enjoyed that um meditation is something I'm quite heavily into now um something I'll do before bed and in the mornings not when I go to work though because I just cannot manage to get is that like 7-eleven or heads a particular I app? use just YouTube videos headspace oh, okay. I've used and headspace is a really good start yeah, um but I use um a lady called boho beautiful and it's guided meditation so it's like meditation for letting go meditation for the end of the day meditation for okay. self-acceptance yeah. and it has She'll kind of give a spiel about, like, life. <laughs> and then it'll be, like, um, a mantra, like, um, uh, I love, I forgive, I let go. That type oh, of thing. Okay. So, like, during my break, it'll be, that's the one that's, that I've used. Yeah. How um, long? Ten minutes. That's all right. Yeah, it's not long, but I think, obviously... You have to make time for it, don't you? You have to make time, but meditation is, like... I, my meditation this morning was difficult. It was very hard for me to be present. Not particularly sure why, but... This morning. This morning, okay. yeah. So then, like, the mantra helps, and obviously the breathing techniques help to bring you back, back. to just, like, being in the moment. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, okay, I need to get my bag ready for today, and I've got to get in the shower, and what time is it? And, you know, that type yeah. of thing. So some days it's easier than this. Uh, yoga is the other one. Um, yoga I started before before therapy. My friend was really into it, so I thought, okay, let me start. Um, it's something I've managed to keep up, okay. but working out is something I've completely let go of. Yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> it's very difficult. That I think I need to start, because when I used to run... Yeah. Yeah, used to I jog. used to run. That mm. made me feel so much better mentally. Mm. And just cleared. I think only because of the winter and it start, gets dark easy. And that's what I find difficult because we live in a really cold country. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's an excuse, like, yes. wrap up and just right. go outside. I but know, I exactly. cannot. And I think this is a, one of the things that I've come to realise with when I was really depressed was trying to force myself to do things that I just was not like, able, able to, to do. do. Yeah. It made you feel worse. You're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. I'm not saying don't do anything, but I look back now when I was trying to, I was looking at depression support groups, and I was like, okay, I'm going to join a, a an ambling club, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm going to do all these things. And obviously, I never did them. And I look back and I just think there is no way I could have done that yeah. at that time because I was so low. Whereas now, is, I'd be more you, able to yeah. do an activity. So you would definitely um, say like baby steps sort of thing, oh, like. And understand it's at your own pace. Yes. But when you're in the depths of it, being rational... <laughs> is out and, the window. And seeing things from an objective point of view is very difficult. Very. Um, that's why I'm a bit of advocate for therapy. I understand a talking therapy is not for everyone. Um, 
but you'll have to find something that works. So yeah. Before I started therapy, I was actually doing acupuncture for a little while. Yeah. Um, and I think that was probably my precursor to understanding that actually the first two sessions were great of acupuncture. I felt so relaxed. And after that, didn't really help. And it was costing me like 50, 60 50 quid an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't doing anything. And I just thought, actually, maybe I need to try a, tra- a traditional Something therapy else. now. And, yeah. you know, it just didn't happen to work for me. Some One of my friends does like a um, spiritual therapy. So she, I don't know, like reads her cards and talks about her spirit and her angels or whatever. I don't know. Okay. So it's just finding out what works. What works for you. But now she's, she's also ended up in traditional therapy because if it's the, if it's so deep seated and obviously it's like psychological trauma and damage that you haven't dealt with. It's finding that out. I would, yeah, I would say that traditional therapy is probably what you might need to do. More fruitful path to go down. But you have to be ready. Yes, that is actually. You cannot force yourself to be ready. Definitely, definitely agree with that. Mm. Um, sorry, so, that was really long. No, it wasn't. You basically <laughs> just answered all my questions. Oh, sorry. About <laughs> that, I had like how you, how you've dealt with it, how you've come yeah. forward. It, obviously, it's still a work in progress. Oh God, yeah. Um, Artie helps me a lot with myself as well. So mm. everything that she's saying, she's said to me, and it's literally helped me times a thousand, which I have found. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Yeah, basically, you're not alone sort of thing, and it's just... No, you'd be so surprised how many people have feelings like this and don't recognise that actually they need to tackle it. Yes. You're not just having a bad day. Yes, that's the thing. Some people are, but a lot of people aren't. aren't. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. You know. And that's how I used to feel, like, oh, I'm just having a bad day today, Mm. and then I felt like, progressively, it's just getting worse. Um, It's getting constant, and it was just ongoing... So Art is trying to get water <laughs> out of my water bottle and nothing's coming out. You can just open it and, and drink you out have of it. Tonsillitis I don't have tonsillitis isn't contagious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not contagious. I had tonsillitis like three weeks ago. Last week. Two weeks last ago. Last week. Last Friday. <laughs> don't listen to her. Didn't have tonsillitis. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i felt like it was just you know a one-off a bad day and some cases it was and the next day i'll be fine but then as i've as i mentioned as i've gotten older and stuff i'm Mm. sort of recognizing seeing patterns ongoing i think Mm. because i'm being a lot more open and that's only because of anger management i'm starting to recognize um sort of signs symptoms and um because i'm able to talk to people a lot more now Um. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. would never no. ever we say how be, I. We would not have. We a, would not be sitting here. If this was like five years ago. No way. Having this conversation. No. 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 So she's seen how much I become I'm a lot more open. A lot open, and because of that, I'm able to like recognize like, and other people can be like, yeah, you're not yourself today, sort of thing. Mm. So I would say, it's hard, especially if you are quite private or closed or whatnot. Mm. But um, try and talk to people someone that you feel like you trust someone that gets you um just anyone um because like i mentioned we feel like people may not understand but they literally might be going through exactly the same thing that you are and just don't know it and sometimes you just need that common ground but even if you feel like you're around people that cannot understand why you're that even the fact that you're having extreme highs and lows it's so terribly it's not just good days and bad days There, there are loads of services out there for you to speak anonymously to people. Yep. Just trying something is a start. Yeah. That thing of going into like professional therapy, and I do it privately, by the way, 
so I don't have, you know, I'm not dependent on like NHS waiting yeah, times and stuff because because waiting sessions. six weeks or only having six sessions, it it's it's like opening it's a, a Pandora box. Yeah, but then it leaves you vulnerable and yeah. I, you know, I, and that's kind well, of what happened to me when I started counselling like two years ago. I I dealt with the main issue at hand, but then I realised I've actually got all this other stuff that I need to deal with. Mm. But six sessions, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to to tackle it and then it's popped up in a form of anxiety i've ended up in anger management and we're still going on the journey guys yay, yay. <laughs> you end up finding your own route to it and you can't you might find like doing something like going to a meditation class or going to yoga might really um stir up some things inside you like yeah. my friend was i just met her before i came here and she at the end of a yoga session was ended up in tears because it brought out like how she, how she felt feeling. yeah but i mean I'm a highly emotional person, as is she. Okay. Um, whereas I understand, like, not everybody's like that. Um, but yeah, there like, is a lot of help out there now. And it's not something that people need to know about if people around you aren't understanding. Yes. Nobody needs to know that yeah. you're in therapy or you're considering this. It's like, true. If, it's... if they're going to sh- make you feel worse about it yeah you know then you don't need yeah because a lot of people don't know how to give you the right support particularly with depression yeah and i found that for like um like two of my best friends have really supported me they're just like but what's happened all of a sudden like i don't understand what's triggered it you were doing okay well sometimes nothing triggers it yeah sometimes it just like there were times when i was like with when i'm spending time with my boyfriend and you know he was getting to understand that i've got depression he's never really like dealt with someone who's had it before find one minute in tears the next for no reason yeah. no objective reason that's just the way that's it goes it is, yeah. that's just the way it goes and you've got to be around people that are gonna be kind to you when you're like that and not get frustrated with you and then when you think about emotions as well and like when you think about emotions in general they're quite they can range from different from different people oh. so even happiness some people might cry when they're happy mm-hmm. and other people might just smile other people might not even do anything mm-hmm. so we are all different we all react mm-hmm. to things differently so in my my form is like anger as i've mentioned mm-hmm. so five months everyone's looking at me in anger management like who's this girl <laughs> the rude girl with a screwy face on <laughs> not smiling at anyone not anything and it literally took me five months to even shed a tear so to, mm-hmm. when people saw me cry they're like whoa and then even when i played my podcast certain people in my course were like i didn't know she'd been counseling before oh i didn't know she felt like wow. that i didn't know so you never know what people are thinking at the same time yeah. and how they can help you and you can help them mm. um so yeah sometimes like i feel like showing emotions is a no-go that's how culturally you've been brought up and Mm. just doing it what's crying gonna do etc don't show your emotions fine you know very solution solutions based Mm. but um sometimes we don't know why we're feeling low we don't know why we're upset we don't know why today is a bad day you could stub your toe and all of a sudden, your world's crumbled yeah man (laughs) anything could happen your balance is so delicate when you're feeling you and then already. everything comes back and then you start thinking of different thoughts and etc but and then you want to escape so yep. you go out with the girls and, and then yeah. or you want to isolate yourself because you feel this way but mm. um yeah you're not alone and no <laughs> it's, it's a journey basically mm. it never sort of ends sometimes you, you are thinking when is it going to end but it is just something that you've 
just have to learn to cope with really mm. and like you were saying like you've called it she and yes. friends with depression and that's sort of the way and I think yeah. I'm just at the beginning of that that's yeah. the way I sort of have to you have to look at it because it is something that you are kind of with it is and I mean it's dependent on what situation your situation yeah, exactly. what you know what the issue is what issues you're working through and for most time it's going to be multiple different layers like family relationships trauma experiences you know it's going to be work, lots of different things yeah. work yeah god work's a big one yeah works um but when <sighs> it's a commitment to the process and it's understanding that it's something like therapy or accepting that you need to be on medication is hard. It's not fun. You don't necessarily feel good after, you know, your first few sessions of therapy. Nope. It can make you feel worse. You just want to go home and cry. Yep. That is okay. Like, if your body is telling you to cry, it's for a reason. Do it. So you can get it out. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, when it's like crying every day in the shower, it's exhausting yes, and it's draining very, and you want it, it to stop. Very. Um. I think it's a fine balance because sometimes like being around people will help pull you out of it. But sometimes if you're solo, I remember what I went out for um, dinner with a friend and I knew I was feeling low and crappy that day. And I thought, no, it will help pull me out of mm-hmm. it. I ended up making her feel crap because my, and then cause she's an empath and so am I. So we absorb each other's feelings and yeah, we can say each other off sometimes. So I've learned from that experience. Like when I'm feeling like that, do not put yourself around her. I just don't think it's fair to do yeah. that to someone. And, you know, I was really trying to, like, you know, have a meal and we were in, like, a like a busy, bustling place and I just, on the way home, driving, just crying, crying, yeah. crying, crying. And then the next day she was just like, yeah, I really absorbed your feelings and, you know, I'd basically felt awful for the next, the whole weekend. Oh, wow. So sometimes being by yourself is not about, is the best thing for you. Like, it didn't, I'm not saying, like, if you feel crap, don't go to your friend, definitely go to your friend. But, but recognise that actually... It might not make me feel better. Yeah, I need to actually just be in bed today. Yeah. Um, it's like yesterday, like, yeah. I was supposed to go out to a cocktail-making thing, and I just thought, I can't physically, I don't want to be around people. Mm. And obviously, if people are drinking and I'm drinking, <sighs> that's alcohol that's is a depressant, big yeah. That's going to make me feel worse. Am I going to start shouting, saying things to people? Am I going to feel a certain way afterwards? Mm. So... Like Artie said, you literally have to think about how you feel that day and mm. what's... Because there's certain times where you do like, okay, let me get up and let me go out. Yeah. I will actually... I'm just chilling today with some friends. I'm going to feel better. Mm. And you do. But then there's other times yeah. where you're like, no. Because if I'm going to be in a situation where, you know, so-and-so or whatever, or there's especially alcohol or something involved, yeah. you don't want to make yourself feel any worse um so yeah just really think about that i think it's about recognizing what you need in that moment yes that's probably the hardest part and if you're lucky enough to have like people or family members that you can you know they're still going to take you out and you're still going to be miserable but they accept that and they're not going to ask you what's wrong what's wrong every 10 seconds yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you you know you've gone out for the day you still feel crap it's still good and i think definitely like getting out there getting fresh air and like for me particularly like connecting with nature is very important yeah that's what um nurtures me it's I mean, it's okay to not be okay. Exactly. As, around people that have your back. Not around people that want you to... I'm not saying this is what happened yesterday, but this is an example. They want you to come out because they just, you know, they want you to be there and be the life of the party and have a good time. Not actually looking at, okay, you don't need it's that It's not right good now. for you this right now. It's good for you yeah, right now, so exactly. let me support that person. Because your well-being is important. 
basically. Uh, your well-being actually has to come first in all things. It definitely is something I've come to understand. <laughs> yes, I've come to understand that. <laughs> Without from, that, you, you can't where do would anything. you be? Yeah. Well, somebody can't really help can't anyone else if you can't no. help yourself. Really. No. So um. Hmm. So yeah, we summarised that pretty well, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I want to do is kind of. Um, it's like an acronym. So this is basically what depression feels like to me. And obviously you can, not interject, but you can say whether or not you'd want it to be like a different letter or something okay, like that. Okay, yeah, so, you're good. <laughs> so um, it's basically spelling out the word, the word depression. So I put D for down because you feel so down. There's no joy in anything like we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And you just feel like, like the... um. Definition said dejected, despondent. You just feel just so low. Mm. So that's that's how I feel. E for emotional. So um, sometimes you feel like you're okay. And then other times you're good, you're happy, you're smiling. And then you're crying. Mm. You're crying while you're driving or you're crying while you're walking to the shop. Or you just feel like you're just emo- your emotions are just all over the place yeah. and you're trying to find out because i think when we get emotional you always think there has to be a reason behind it like oh mm. pain or ow i just stubbed my toe or i just cut myself so i've got to cry or mm. there's got to be a reason behind that emotion and sometimes with depression or in my case there is no reason you just feel like that so that's my e would you say the same for you for the dne or yeah definitely um p for me pressure um I put a lot of pressure on myself personally mm. as a person um, and uh, like Artie mentioned before like when you it's like in society mm. you should have especially as women we have a bio- biological clock mm. you feel like you should have done something by a certain yeah. time and especially as you're getting older you just feel pressure mm. so I feel like especially as time goes on there's a lot of pressure in my head building up and and sometimes because I don't really like to cry the pressure just builds up when I feel like I'm going in my low moods or my depressed state, so that's Is and that it just when explodes. You get angry? It can be angry. It can be both because when I'm angry, I don't I don't smash things or punch hmm. people in the face because I think about the the result. Good. So I take it out on myself mm. and it boils up and then I cry. Oh, okay. And that's a lot, and that's linked the internal anger that's like linked with my yeah. low moods and my anxiety and whatnot. Right. Okay. So that's I feel like a, a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Would you have the same pee? Or? Yeah, I think um, it's actually quite a big one because it's that pressure to be like, well, why am I not like everybody else? Yep. Why they seem happy? You know, you're in a restaurant and you see two friends or a couple together, yeah. and you just you're sitting there thinking. God, I can't happy. wait to go to sleep. So yeah. I don't have to be awake <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny, but yeah. No, but it's no, true. It's true. Like, you scroll on Instagram and you're just like, oh, you're just like, she's 21 God. and she's got, yeah. you know, she yeah. looks like she's rich. Like pressure. Do yeah. You know, or, you know, and I think um, pressure, or like you were saying before, um, not doing certain things by a certain age, depressions will knock your plans off track. Yes. You cannot, you know, if you, I don't know, whatever it is, you like build a rocket or whatever while you're depressed because no, you're not going to get out of bed to do it, it. like yeah, you know exactly. you have these goals and ambitions but this thing has like cloaked you you know yeah. um so it's that pressure it's the pressure to be okay yes and i think that pressure needs to be replaced by just be kind to yourself and, and peace where you are peace peace yeah the peace yeah, should peace. be peace yes 
because it is what it is, live for today sort of thing. To make peace with it. Yeah. Yeah. Rather mm. than that pressure's then a lot, you know. Like zen yeah. And, you, know, you can meditate for hours, but but if you just accept that, it's where you're at. Accept that today is not a great day. Yeah, <laughs> this is where I'm at today. Yeah. and yeah, and, and not okay. comparing as well. Yeah, I think like we we. Oh no, I was talking about it with a friend yesterday. Like she's been off Instagram for like two months because of like that comparison oh, thing. And I Instagram's said, you know what? Do you do whatever you need to do if that's jumping off Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Like I've just deleted my Facebook, namely because I don't use it, and it, yeah. you know I hate everybody on there. Um, <laughs> That that is being kind to yourself. Yeah. Not scrolling through your feed and making your well, actively making yourself feel worse. Yeah. Because you know it's gonna make you yes. feel worse. Yes. In your head, because I'm not really like a jealous person, but then it builds like for me personally negative qualities out of me, mm. and I'm like getting envious, and I'm like, oh, mm. she's got that, and blah blah, what she done for that, and it's just like, no, okay, I don't need that negative. Recognize what it's doing to you. Yeah, and walk away. Um, my art is risk. Um, because it can, thoughts can make you, you can do, have risk in behaviour, you can yeah. be, become a risk to yourself, yeah. um, more to yourself than other people, and that's when it's important to speak to someone, and mm-hmm. not sort of, people use the terminology, quote, you know, suffer in silence, quote, unquote, but, um, yeah, it can be very risky, especially when you're very low and you are by yourself um, and it's ongoing for a period of time. Um, it, it can be risky, but that's when I just think you just try and speak to someone. Not try, speak to someone. There have to be someone you know, like you said before, Anyone? anonymous, got helplines, got things like that. So mm, that's very important because like we keep saying there's only one you and mm. we need you. Basically. Yeah, everyone has something unique to bring. Exactly. Um, just on that, actually, that reminded me. You asked me what got me to that to the point of being in therapy again. Yeah. But it was risky behaviour. It just yeah. reminded me. It was putting myself in dangerous situations with people I barely knew, with random guys. <laughs> um, you know, having these instantly gratifying experiences that yeah. actually weren't gratifying me at, at all, all, putting me in danger, making me feel low, making me hate myself. Vicious cycle. A vicious right? cycle. Yeah. And it, it was actually that one particular instance and it just I hated myself for two days that's what pushed me into like okay now it's time to sort yourself out because I don't I don't want to live like this that isn't actually what I want no that makes sense Mm. and to be honest obviously some people might not get to that level some people might recognize it beforehand yeah um that was what my R was going to be before recognize recognize that was it yeah so I thought about this thing before but I only Mm. just wrote it down but yeah, recognise it. Recognise your behaviour, recognise your patterns. Yes. And that's where the journey begins, when yeah. you start recognising. Recognise the patterns and break them. It takes time. Oh, Don't lot. put pressure on yourself no. as well. That, that P word again. It does take time. But recognising it is that first step. It's what is. you told me last week, two weeks ago. Recognising. Did I? Yeah. God, I'm wise. You are. <laughs> you are indeed. So the E for ex- exhausted. Oh. All you want to do is be in bed. And you are me- mentally because your mind is thinking so much mm-hmm. and it's just going, it's non-stop. Yeah. You are actually physic- uh, mentally drained and tired and yeah. all you want to do is sleep. So it does become, sleep becomes your best friend. But sometimes it is good to sleep. Like you mentioned, there mm-hmm. are instances where you maybe should take yourself, yeah, yeah. should take yourself to bed and maybe just wake up, start a new day fresh. And there's other times where you 
do need to get yourself yeah, out of you're bed. You're sleeping too much. Now. Yeah. <laughs> do need to get yourself out of bed, even if it's just doing something, maybe just going downstairs or, you know, change the scenery, get mm. yourself out of mm. where, you, where you are, doing something, um, doing something active, I would say, mm. rather than maybe just scrolling on your phone or a tablet. Walk, a walk outdoors if yeah, possible or like just taking yourself off for like a tea or a coffee yeah. and people watching like that's enough you don't have yeah. to meet anybody you don't have to put that pressure on yourself just something just that you do. enjoy go to yeah. waterstones read a book library it's free library's free, free. Books. Yes. lots of free books yeah. there don't forget libraries um, a little walk put some headphones in and literally oh, walk to the shop music. and back even if you just want to buy a packet of chewing gum or whatever that is still something and that fresh air will make you feel better trust and, me and feel like you've achieved something which is yeah because the cycle is beating yourself up i've been in bed all day i'm useless yes i had, don't have any skills exactly you know it, no you don't it's need a cycle. to do that so yeah yeah um my s my first s is silence mm. so saying you don't have to suffer in silence mm. and about just speaking out um i felt like i was the only one that really felt this way but obviously speaking out going anger management meeting different people different walks of life experiences it's all different experiences, but it's all similar sort of feelings and things like that. So you can speak out, speak to anyone that you feel like you can trust. That can be anyone indeed, anonymously, whatever, GP, etc. Yeah. Also accept that everyone struggles. Maybe S can also be for struggle. Yeah, struggle. You might look at other people and think, oh, they've probably never been depressed or their life is great. Probably not. Scratch exactly. the surface, probably not. Yeah, I used to do that. Walk into anger management and I would be like, there's a 60 year old woman sitting here what's she angry about <laughs> what's, like, your, pro- your what's your life yeah. <laughs> what are you angry about or like i'll just sort of judge them but that's the yeah. thing you can't really judge people yeah. on what is going on inside their mind um mm. and you really you don't, don't know, know people's, people's story struggle. yeah st- story struggle story. or silence yeah. we like it and <laughs> um, the next s then was sadness mm-hmm. um a big one big one like people just I think the generic people when people are oh, I'm depressed think I'm sad but it's literally a lingering feeling of sadness so it's like similar to down you feel low but you don't find any joy I also well for me it's also being sad and understanding I'm sad is making me sad yeah you know I'm sad that I'm sad, sad yeah <laughs> Because it's upsetting. Like, what often what I would do is if I'm crying, yeah. I'll watch myself in the mirror. I've done that. And I'll look at myself crying. One, to see, like, I'm a pretty cryer. Yeah. I <laughs> found out. No, I, I, I'm such My a friend said that to me the other day. She was like, oh, but you're a really pretty cryer. And I was like, really? Oh, Thanks. take it. Um, but also, like, watching myself physically be so upset is upsetting. It is. That's and weird. then you can't <laughs> stop as well. You can't stop. And I feel like sometimes I do that to help get it all out of me. Um, but but you're quite in tune with your emotions and I think for someone yeah. that's not like myself well I'm, I think I'm getting over well, that well yeah you're on that journey I'm just like why am I crying but like I need Panic to find suit. that yeah I need to find like the answer and then this needs to be a reason mm. um, yeah I'm more in the stage of like I, I've accepted that this thing is sitting on my yeah, shoulder well have I accepted it yeah. to, an ex- to an extent yeah, maybe I feel like you it. have. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the attitude we like. Um, I is for isolate. So, like we mentioned before, mm. you might it might be good to isolate yourself, 
but mm. there are certain situations especially if you are putting yourself like you find that you are having risky behavior and stuff like that it's yeah. probably not a good time to isolate no, yourself if you are going to be doing risky behavior let somebody know where you are yes because it's it's just it's not worth it and if you do feel like for whatever reason you are having negative thoughts etc um don't isolate yourself reach out reach out definitely the, the um, people that love you. The R could there. be reach, reach out as well. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. It's a first step. So, yeah. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes reach out. So, just got to gauge it on um, knowing. On isolation. Yesterday, like, yesterday I went for a coffee with a colleague from work to, like, have a catch-up. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said, I've been going through a breakup, so it's a lot of emotions at the moment. And then it's, like, the breakup and depression and, like, family issues and stuff that are going on. And then, as I mentioned, I went for a coffee with my friend today. And then, obviously, when you're meeting your friends, and obviously it's been the Christmas break, people want to catch up. What's going on? Where are you at? Like, are you in contact? Like, you know, what's he been saying to you? And you go through it. And, like, as I'm having these conversations, I want to isolate myself. I do not want to be having this conversation with you. I don't want to sit here and observe my feelings. I'm already journaling. I'm in therapy. I'm (laughs) meditating. Like, it becomes exhausting repeating the same story to everybody. And when I was driving here i was just like i think i need to be keep being alone right now i I wonder is there a difference between isolating yourself and accepting that where you need to be is alone right now because i'm still doing things i'm still doing things i'm going out you know i've got like a pottery class book tomorrow like I'm, i'm doing activities that are keeping me busy and you know that type of thing I think I think the difference is communication. Yeah, because I'm not like if you're isolating yourself, no one can get a lot um, yeah. get through to you. Yeah. Where's Arty? Do you know yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Definitely. It's in you in a hot minute. But being alone is being like, Do you know what? I don't think I can come and do that podcast episode today. I'd rather be do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. or saying, you know what, I don't actually think I can go out mm. to that bar or to to meet you for dinner and let's mm. do it. Um Let's do another. Like I was meant to meet a friend this morning, but I actually said, "Do you know what? I am gonna get out of bed, but I think I do need slightly mm. longer." Yeah. Because I'm not feeling okay, and I haven't been over the past two days. So I think it links in with recognizing as well. It does, and it's like, that would have been overstretching yourself. Yeah. And for me, kind of rehashing what's been going on in the past few weeks is Is not helping me. Because when I'm, I'm like, doing the being alone thing, and I'm, you know, I've meditated, I've done my journal, I'm doing a a self-love journal now. I've started a new one. Nice. um, Because this is my year, my intention is commitment to myself. And developing a relationship with myself rather than with another person. Um, That... Like, I'm okay. I'm not, like, crying or having harmful thoughts or anything like that. But, yeah, recognising that actually being around my friends or certain friends is probably not what I need right now. Because, especially when they say things like, oh, but you're doing really well and you're okay and you'll get there. That's sweet and I understand (laughs) that. Very generic. That's not what... It's generic. It's It's not not what what I need need. to hear. I don't need to examine my feelings with you. I pay a therapist for that. that. And I do know that. And I... It's just kind of, but then sometimes you're just like, oh, I want to go out and I want to have fun. And that's okay. Yes. And it, it's, it. like you said, it's recognising what you need at that time. Yeah. But yeah, isolation is something very different. Yeah, completely. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, communicate. Isolation communicate. is harmful. It is. 
it can it, it is yeah, you get you're driving so, everyone away you are and you get so inside your head everything is bigger than it actually it is. is and that's when it becomes and then you become your your worst enemy and difficult and, to manage and yeah and maybe get some thoughts that you don't want yeah <laughs> yeah which is hard yeah. it's really hard to come out really? of that because it's like a well isn't it you're stuck in it it is and particularly for something that you have struggled with for a long time it's sometimes helpful to look back to that time and think well i managed to get out of that I that's can get what out i of do things. yeah exactly and that's why journaling is probably good journaling is a really, not probably good it is good is a really helpful thing for me and uh, but again if you're not a, a, writer, a writer in that way like true. um i was saying to you before like writing poetry has really helped me um especially in my earlier stages i oh, know especially in the earlier stages of um my counselling earlier last year um it it's a type of therapy for me it gets it out of my mind and I can put that content out there it's like you're done with it and I, yeah it helps me deal with it to an extent yeah um but you have to find your thing whether it's like knitting or painting, painting or if you're not a creative person at all open like, mic nights I don't know rapping yeah, I want to be a rapper now decided and take over the world I'm going to do this. But that's another discussion. We'll do it yeah, now. Yeah, because I'm, I felt like, oh, could I ever read my poetry in front of other people? Let's do and it. I was like, no, I'm not ever going to do that. Because you're like... Open mic nights. <laughs> you become like self-deprecating about it yeah. and judge yourself about it and stuff. And for me, it's a release rather than, oh, I'm going to be like the next Rupee Core and I'm going to like <laughs> do illustrations in a book and have, it's like four words, like, I love you. And she's like making so much money off it. <laughs> I love you is three words, I know that. Um, but it's all about... What works? It's about this is just for me. That's all it is. I don't need to make money off it. I don't need to make it a bigger thing. I'm you know not going to be like the next social media star, or like <laughs> whatever. It's finding something that works My for outlet. you. Yeah, your outlet, outlet. Whether it's walking or helping out, volunteering. Volunteering is a good one. Yeah. Um, you want to be I don't know a barista? Do a barista course? Like whatever it is you. Yeah, it could do. be anything. Yeah. like you want to get into beauty, do a makeup artist course, yeah. or lashes, brows, whatever. Or obviously finance is a big thing. Like teach yourself. Yes. Learn something. For. Read a book. Learn something. I think blogs. That's why actually I'm going to pottery tomorrow because I have this urge to. I want to gain a new skill, something I can lose myself in. Yeah. And I might not like it. It's a one-to-one class because the other classes were booked. Okay. Um, I might not like it. I think it's going to be like ghost and listen so when i was looking for pottery classes there is like a pottery place that does the ghost thing and you go as a couple and you do the ghost really? scene yeah and oh. i was just like well it's great i'm alone but i'm sure I, <laughs> by I'm myself heartbroken. um but anyway yeah if you yeah, want to do that, that that's yeah. how yeah, do it go for it. Do it yeah um yeah, so it's something. It's um, it's called flow. Apparently, I have like this mindfulness book, and I read it every now and then. It's flow, so it's like, it it helps. It builds new pathways in your brain as well, like learning a new skill. It takes you out of what you're feeling. You're you're allowing yourself to get lost in something. Yeah. Outside of everything else that's that's going on, it doesn't change everything else. Nope. It just gives you that break, and also you've created something which I think is beautiful. The ability to make something that didn't exist before. Oh. Like a child, but without the responsibility. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh. Terrible. Anyway, last two letters, O and N. Oh, yeah, I forgot what you are doing. <laughs> we got carried away there. Sorry, this is sorry. what happens with our chats. We yeah. can literally chat for about three hours. Yeah, but hours. <laughs> o is overthinking slash overwhelmed. Ooh. 
yeah. which is happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. The the All thoughts the are going past, future, present, forward, yep. back, sideways, yep. up, down, and you are just overwhelmed because personally for me because I'm always trying to understand my feelings because mm-hmm. I'm very solutions based so I feel like this and this should equate to this let's try and you know let's try and have a way forward but with sort of be having low moods and and mm-hmm. feeling depressed etc you there isn't there it isn't as straightforward as you think it would be and there isn't a straightforward solution mm-hmm. so that's one thing that is difficult for me to comprehend like how overwhelmed you can get and you do feel over what seems I I quote what seems like nothing and I think for me that's what can be frustrating but then also recognizing that what seems like nothing is I just did air quotes sorry yeah I did did the same thing (laughs) um is your assumption of an outsider's judgment Yes. So to someone else, it seems like, like nothing. nothing so what you're doing is taking their standards and what you think they think and applying it to your individual situation. Mm, what does them sense? Because who sense. are they? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than being like, actually... Um, I am having a bad day. Yeah, like doing my hair today is too much for me. Yeah. Like, that's okay. And uh, like saying, being overwhelmed and overthinking. That's where the process of meditation helps me because it helps me yeah. like recognize my thoughts that they're running a million miles a Head, minute. Headspace is good for that. Um, yeah. yeah, Headspace is a really good one for that. And actually, let me just try and slow down. And like I said, yeah. like my meditation was really difficult this morning. Oh, I couldn't really tell you why, um, but give yourself that mental space, if you will, basically, because and allow yourself to not be okay. Yeah, Sometimes. to accept that. Yeah, Actually doing that is really going to overwhelm me today or I'm feeling really overwhelmed by this. So what I'm going to do is practice some self-care. Yeah. That's when you need to do those And things. for myself, it's like my... Um, <clears throat> like, for example, someone would be like, oh, what are you doing on... This is just a random date on the, on, the, on the 9th of February. For me personally, because I do overthink and because I am quite anxious, I will be like, listen, I'll get back to you because I can't think that far in the future mm. because that is just too much that is something that can overwhelm me and just get me anxious because i like to live by the days so when it comes to the end of the day what my course leader used to say about anger management give yourself a pat on the back got through to through today and then it doesn't matter whether it was a good day a bad day whatever but you've made it through Mm. and then the next day is a new day so that's the way that i felt that helps me deal with getting through the days Mm -hmm. so i can recognize that okay friday and thursday weren't good days but here i am on saturday and i'm all right yeah so that's one of what i found to be helpful and you Mm -hmm. might find or people might find different things but i think taking things day by day because anxiety is sort of worries about the future isn't it really and that can make lots of people say that and i think it is but also you can be anxious about the present you can be anxious about the present and yeah, definitely oh, maybe it is about the i was gonna say things that you know you're gonna be doing like in me in the immediate future i think for me when people say um anxiety is about the future <laughs> moving it um i think oh you're thinking like years ahead but then yeah maybe it is about okay the things you need to do this week yeah yeah well i've never really seen it that way Oh, I mean, not. How do you see it? I do, like I said, it would be like 
anxiety about the future is what I'm what am I going to be doing like bigger bigger scale things rather than then okay more immediate tasks that you need to do like I think because food shopping or something yeah not you mean I think because growing okay this so I'm just gonna let you in into my life a bit so basically (laughs) so basically I found when I was moving house loads of little lists that I used to do Mm. like of the future like yeah. um oh when I'm eighteen it's gonna okay I can't wait to go to uni and then it's gonna be like this and it's gonna be like this yeah. and then when it happened it was it didn't meet my expectations so as time's gone on I've told myself to stop doing that not just only on the bigger things like that I used to do like oh I can't wait to go to uni I can't wait to start this job and it wasn't as fun as it was mm. but even on the smaller things so if for whatever reason I can't meet you for dinner on the second of February that isn't hasn't been hyped up, mm. do you know? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or even if we do go out for dinner and it is, isn't as good as I expected, or actually it is mm. better than I expect. I'm trying not to have expectations. So yeah, letting go of those expectations. Yes, because then when it doesn't meet it, I'm like, like for example, the whole uni thing. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna go to uni. It's gonna be exciting. And first year, yeah. I was very homesick and, and you're whatnot. Just like, what is this? Yeah, and I'm just like, what is <laughs> why life? Why am I in therapy? Wait, exactly. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. I don't expect this. Or the first year, or when I graduate, I'm gonna get this fantastic job in the media, oh. and I ended up working in a bank and. Do you know what I mean? Like things just didn't turn didn't out. Didn't turn out. <laughs> so I think now, even with smaller things, I'm making it um, a thing just to just don't look no further than a week, mm. if anything. And because if it is rubbish, then at least I haven't. You're not sort of wasted all the fail. yeah, and I haven't wasted all the other days and time looking so forward to this event mm. that I forgot to live in the present, sort of thing. Yes, and that's a really big one. And I think actually practicing <laughs> that. And I say practice very specifically because it's an active practice to to live out these thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's liberating for you because then no, you're not. You're kind of cushioning yourself from having those highs and that blow those those blows. And that took me years to learn because I realized mm-hmm. like, oh, why didn't I find that exciting? And then when I found all these notes that I was looking forward to all these big events, yeah. and then when it did happen, I'm like, oh, it actually didn't. I forgot to, to actually enjoy the days yeah. before the events, you yeah. know what I mean? So, like... Okay, I'm wasting your life away. Exactly, Thinking so... Your life away, even yeah. now, my sister will try and plan things, and I'm like, no, sis, let's just... I, 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 mm-hmm. I'm just doing things a week at a time, and for... She hasn't really... Maybe because I haven't explained it to her like I have today. I think this is the yeah. first time that I've actually said it out loud. Yeah. Kudos! Woohoo! <laughs> baby steps! But um, that's how I tend to... That's what helps move the whole over yeah. one aspect of overthinking and not being overwhelmed. Particularly if you're trying to explain to someone who doesn't understand depression. I'm not saying, you know, Dammy doesn't understand depression, but I'm saying that it people aren't mind readers. Yes. So understanding that if you need to take it week by week, those are your needs right now. Don't might that might not be Change. your need yeah. in four months. You might be alright and you can plan a holiday for next year. But it's it goes back to recognising this is what I need right now. This is my coping strategy yes. right now. That's why it is coping. Yes. And the last one, I don't know how I feel about this one. Mm. Now that we've discussed. Mm-hmm. And for numb. Okay. And it is it is true when you are depressed, you do feel like you could you poke can't. me right now. Yeah. <laughs> you could literally stab me right and I would not feel you, anything. You can't feel anything. anything. Joy, Joy sadness, yeah. pain, pain, reactions. Yep. It's just laughter. It's just You're whoosh. just empty. Yes. Mm. And it's very when difficult. you, it's very hard. It is very hard. Because you're sitting there and I've been in a, I helped my friend move house and I've been sitting there in the pub after that we helped her and everyone's laughing. And it's weird because I can sort of see myself looking at myself mm. 
and and sometimes that's how I feel when I I do get in a depressed state like afterwards I can see my how I was feeling but anyway I was just sitting there and everyone's laughing telling jokes and whatnot and I'm just like I was eating and I couldn't taste the food like I'm just wow I was just yeah because you can't get any enjoyment yeah there's no enjoyment so uh So we were so busy chatting that we forgot that it was recording. But anyway, what we're basically saying was about being numb. Mm. Um, it's a feeling that you have. Um, well, it's the feelings that you don't feel, basically. <laughs> Got that distracted. Yeah. <laughs> and that was um, really hot. But um, yeah, the N is for numb. Um, mm. And how you don't... Uh, yeah, um, and that thing of feeling empty. Like yes. you cannot get joy out of anything. anything. Even things that you know you like to do, like eating food, for example. Like, you just... Or watching that programme. Yeah, you're just going through the motions of life because that's what you've got to do. Yeah. <laughs> what other choice have you got? Yeah. Um, and it's it's quite a devastating feeling, really. And it's quite... Um... Yeah, I wouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> it's not nice, because when you think no. back, you're just like, you remember how you felt. And mm. even though I'm saying how you felt, it, it's weird. I can't actually put... I can't, you can't really explain it, um, but it is one of the feelings that I felt that you you get mm. when you are going through a um, period of depression, and you felt it as well. Yeah, and definitely. it's it's not a good yeah. it's not a good feeling at Some, all. Sometimes it would it it would be something that would creep up on me. Yeah. You know, it can come out of nowhere. nowhere. Like I'm having a conversation with something with somebody about something. And what they're saying might be upsetting me, and then all of a sudden, that's it. I just feel numb. I, My feelings have gone out of yeah. me, and I'm have a like a physical space inside of me. Yes. And there's nothing inside. That's a horrible it's hard. feeling. To but have. your brain is still going. Yeah, of which course, which is it weird. Is. And you just you know, obviously, that's a very difficult thing to try and explain to someone who yeah. hasn't experienced it, it, and yeah. they're just like, "What are you, what talking, are you talking about? about? It's um, not a real thing." <laughs> yeah, but it it, it, it definitely is, and it. I wouldn't, you know, it might be a symptom of because you've been overthinking so much, you just can't feel anymore. Yeah. So you just become numb. Yes. yes. But it's also, um, I think it's also about not being able to grasp life. Do you, yes. know, you know what I mean? Like there's no vitality in anything for you. Hopelessness. It, yeah, I guess, yeah, it does send back to hopelessness. Like everything is just drained. Drained. And Links in with the existing. tiredness, yeah. Just existing, that's literally just it. Yeah. <laughs> you're just there. Yeah. You just, yeah. It's like you're watching the world go by. Mm. Um, and, and it's you, kind of on fast forward or something. Yeah, and you know you're in it, and you know you're observing it. But, but you you're not part of it. Yeah, you're yeah. just not a part of it. And uh, I don't know, that for me, the, I've never really found a remedy to that. It just kind of dissipates. It comes and goes, it yeah. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. And it is a strange one. Though. It is weird. The, the first time I felt that, I was or didn't feel anything should I mm. say I was just very confused so you might mm. get that feeling of you might find yourself questioning like why I don't understand like why do I feel this way or mm. what is like there might be you know those life big questions why do I feel this way what's going on <laughs> who, am I? I? <laughs> who am I what am I doing you know those sort of questions mm. sort of pop up but um but yeah, it is, hopefully, well, I haven't found that it's lasted too long when it does no. come for me, but it, it isn't really a good space to be in. It's not um, a good space to be and in. And do try and reach out to someone if you do feel, mm. it is hard to 
explain as we have both struggled yeah, doing it right now it's but it's something that it just happens it just happens <laughs> um oh i don't know if, i wonder if it does happen to everybody who has depression i don't i don't know i don't know i've never really spoken to anybody else about that but i have really. done i'm gonna quote unquote a depression test and that is sort of one of the questions i think that kind of came up can't remember what the question was ah, quote for okay. quote but it's sort of like a feeling of hopelessness mm. um mm. You can't get joy out of it. Yeah, no joy out of anything. Do you not get any joy? I think that was one of the questions. Like, do you not get any joy out oh, of any activities? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that has come out, come up in... And when I've done sort of, like, tests, before, mm. like, before I did anger management and after, we oh, had to do, do like, these assessment. scales, yeah. yeah. So um, I think that was one of the questions mm. about getting joy out of doing things mm. Um, mm. and feelings out of doing things. So that is sort of linked. That numbness is linked to it. Mm. but on sort of like a bigger scale yeah yeah because um, it could be anything like eat like eating being with people it could be anything yeah. it could be everything it could be everything yeah this is perhaps the crappiest aspect of depression yes because <laughs> you just don't know what you to don't do, know what right? to do you, yeah there, there's nothing to do yeah um i would also say uh put needs for n okay um because we've mentioned it a lot but i think uh it's maybe worth stating like about recognizing your needs yes. and meeting your own needs. So I think what hap- what can happen in the the beginning, before you realize that you're going to be, you know, that you're on this journey of dealing with depression or dealing with whatever's going on with you, is not meeting your own needs and trying to fill it with something else. As we mentioned. <sighs> yes, sister. Yeah, she said it. As we mentioned, like the risky behavior yep. or going out and drinking, drinking. or um, taking drugs, could taking, be well, whatever anything. it is. Yeah, it could be anything. Your vices. It doesn't really matter what Spending it is. Spending money. Yeah, it could be anything. So you're trying to. You you know something's going on. You don't want to face it. You're in denial. You're just doing this stuff so you can feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously not meeting your needs, and that's why depression is going to tap you on the shoulder and be like, "Actually, I'm Hello. here, and you've got to turn around at some point." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think meeting your needs is um one thing I'm actually committing to this year. Meeting my own needs. Yeah. Not seeking it in other places, in other people, which. Now, don't get me wrong, your friends can meet your needs, your family can meet your needs, your partner, your lover, all these people can meet your needs, but just be mindful of being able to meet your own when nobody else can can do it. And putting yourself first. Putting yourself first, like a, um, like, you know, uh, that day at work when I needed to go home because I was feeling stressed and I know I needed to kind of like get my balance back i met my own needs. Yeah, you knew at that time that that's what you needed to do. I mean, my employer isn't going to be like, yeah, all right, go home. Actually, my my line manager would have been like that, cause, you know, she's pretty yeah. great. But, um, yeah, I think it's recognising what your needs are at that time. And like we've yeah. talked about before, like, the feeling of, like, you know, I don't want to go out and make yeah. cocktails. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to meet my own needs and I'm going to stay, stay here and, watch and, a film. and do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a really big aspect of it, and it requires being very honest with yourself. Very honest, which is the hardest, one of the hardest which things. Which is very do. difficult, um, but actually once you start to do it, it's very liberating. It is. Because you can move past this stuff rather than being trapped in a cycle. And that links to our quote about progress. Yes! About optimism. Optimism leads to, well, is the foundation of courage and progress. Yeah, and I think... I find optimism a quite a difficult word to yeah because actually. I yeah, yeah <laughs> because but no. it doesn't really sit well but um I guess it's having that hope but when you have depression it it it's takes your hope hopeless yeah so 
once you begin to deal with it and let's say if you pick something like you know you choose to go on medication which is going to balance your serotonin levels yep um you know the light can return <laughs> yes and yeah if you remain committed just yeah keep the focus so yeah. That is our little acronym. acronym. Yeah, Can't yeah. even say the word now. <laughs> We've been talking for so long. But we yeah, have. thanks, Artie, for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. No problem. So is there anything else you'd like to add, summarise, whatever, mm. you know, before we finish up? I would just say it's a long journey. Yep. Everybody's journey looks different. Mm-hmm. You may be at the stage where you're in denial. That's okay. That happens to everybody. Yep. Um, but... I think be kind to yourself which is a practice and you know actually I was saying this to my therapist this week like um I have noticed that the negative self-talk has dissipated for me oh because I've been working on this for so long yep and I've actually noticed that I don't you know say I'm a piece of crap anymore and I'm useless and you're this and you're that which I very much was doing only a few months ago okay um but it's that thing of accepting that actually being kind to yourself is probably one of the most important things you can do so true because once you can do that and accept and love yourself you can be kind to other people and that spreads joy and that for happiness and everyone's a little everyone's bit better happy. off for it um but i would say that yeah, as we've mentioned so many times you if you know you're going through something <laughs> get to a point where you could confront it yes um and that is a gradual process for everybody um but and it happens at different points to your life it happens well. at different points and the first step is being aware of what is actually happening being aware of the thoughts you're having yeah even if you're aware of it like i was aware i knew what i was doing was risky i knew i was not really happy but it still took me maybe a month or so to be like okay now it's time to go into therapy yeah it's your journey and it's worth investing in yep you can get out of it and you can have the life you can, can. build the life that you want I can. And when I think about myself personally, where I started two years ago, where I would never talk about my feelings, mm. and it was my manager that recognised you're not yourself and said, and said go for therapy and kind of, not enforced it, but checked up on me mm. to where I am now with anger management and now I'm looking to go on, on to like counselling and, mm. and some more therapies, is that it's not a straightforward journey. <laughs> <laughs> I had six sessions and I didn't do anything for, you know... A year and a bit because I thought I was quote unquote fixed <laughs> and I had to change the way I thought and I'm still changing the way I think and I have yeah. my down periods my good periods but um that's one thing I enjoy about this podcast and that's why I wanted Artie here with me because she's still going through that journey oh, but yeah. she's been through that journey and she can give you that little bit of insight because I can sit here all day and just talk about how I feel mm-hmm. but because I haven't yet taken that step to actually say like you know I need this and I need yeah. that um so I'm sort of still at the beginning and people might be mm. at different parts and it's just um it's a struggle for everyone but it's you can overcome it and yeah you can do it yeah you can do it sister commit to yourself commit you're to worth yourself. it you are worth it you know and yeah yeah so um the task is like I said I'm going to do this task thing is simply something that we've a heart arty hearty I was going to say hearty then. <laughs> it's so fresh. Artie has heart on about or um, part of this episode is about self-care. So oh, yeah, I love a bit of self-care. I don't do it enough. And this was one yeah. of the things that my course leader said that I should do more. Yeah. Um, 
do something for yourself. So it could be anything, spa day, doing your nails, your hair, mm. even just putting a face mask on and having some candles on in the background. Anything, going for a run, mm. a walk around the park, your dogs, whatever, watching your favourite show. Just something for yourself. Once, because I'm going to be doing these episodes twice, um, every fortnight, maybe this week, well, should I say next week, and then the week after, do something that that week for yourself um where you literally it's all about you mm. because that is one thing that you've mentioned that's really helped you um yeah. is ha- having that self-care and i think that's something that my course leader recognized that i need to do for myself even though this podcast is like a release and stuff there is something mm. else that i do need to do for myself so i feel like i need a massage but we'll see yeah go for it I'll update you guys, um, or myself, yeah, when I come back. I think that this podcast probably is a, a big part of your self-care. Yes. Um, well, and then let's do something else. It's also recognising self-care is different for everybody. Yeah. So some people don't gel with yoga and meditation. That's, no. just, that's just not their jam. That's okay. If it's, you can find something else. Yeah, if it's like actually uh, half an hour in the morning, I'm going to read this book that I've been meaning to pick up for ages. Like I've, start, you know, I've started to invest in reading and stuff again, mm-hmm. which, you know, I've... I really enjoy. I um, so it's finding a task that you enjoy and it's about you and it's for you and that's it. And don't feel guilty for that. Yep. That's your time you carve out for yourself. And the more you do it, you're, the more you're going to realise the impact that it's, it's having on, on you. Even if it's just going to the park, feeding the birds. Oh, yeah. You know, a little... Yeah, look at you, love that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A little walk, you know. It could be literally anything. You don't have to spend money, you know. Some no, of you don't. life's best things are free in this world. So, something that you literally can just take time. Listen to your favourite song, dancing yeah. around in your room for 30 minutes or whatever, watching some your favourite film. Mm. Something just for yourself where you're not thinking about anything else, thinking about other people. But, yeah, do it for you. And that's what matters. So, uh, a bit of a long episode today, so sorry guys. Blabbering. But obviously, we end with our jokes. I'm so excited. Okay, so wait. Are you going to go first? I feel we should do it in order, so I'll like. My jokes are so rubbish though, but I'll start. Mine are great, but I'm really bad at telling jokes. Just focus on telling the joke. So, I'll I'll do one. I'll do my first. I've got three. It's about timing. I did the first one, then you do your first one, then I do the one, and then I do the first okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, joke of the week. Obviously, you know why I do the joke of the week, because <laughs> obviously we've just talked about something so heavy, so deep, yeah. depression, it's a lot. Very good conversation, but I feel like it's always better to... You can't be you can't be angry or sad and laugh at the same time. Sometimes you got to laugh. You got to laugh. You got to laugh. You got to have a little <laughs> chuckle, you know? So, um... <laughs> so, first joke. This is... I can't okay. Wait. Okay. So, how do you make an arty choke? Ah, oh, that's. I got that. Strangle it. Yeah. Huh? Oh, I know. I know. Oh my god, that's the first time I've ever got a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. No, it's fine, but it kind of links in with you because you're arty choke. Eh. Oh, is it my turn? Yes, yeah, your turn. Go okay, on. so um. Focus. Yeah, this one isn't written down, so I'm gonna just freestyle. Yeah, I'm gonna freestyle. Let's go. Let's do okay. Okay. <laughs> So a guy goes on a date with a girl, first date, mm-hmm. and she's cross-eyed. Okay. And then it turns out she was seeing somebody else the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that I needed my Isn't that pretty? That is hilarious. I love it. I love it. Yes, yeah, she did not I let me know. 
But I feel like I didn't. No, no, you did it. Yo, you did it well. Yeah, yeah. For you doing it, but you did it. Yeah, you're welcome to use that. I might take it one day. It's so good. Okay. To, but it might be a bit offensive to people. Yeah, cross-eyed. Oh, so oh, sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. Oh, Disclaimer. Oh, God. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my next joke is, okay. why was the sand wet? Because oh. the seaweed. Oh. <laughs> That's so That's dumb. That's so dumb, but, you know, my jokes are getting worse as the time goes on. Okay, so this is the one that I found because I have to have two. Yep. <clears throat> what did the fish say when he swam into the wall? Ouch! No, it's not. Damn, as in D A M. Yeah. A damn. Actually, it's, oh. a, it's a written joke. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but isn't dams associated with like beavers, not fish? Yeah, but a fish can hit a dam. Oh, it's like a big ball, isn't it? Yeah, that was all right. Your yeah. first joke was bad. That yeah, yeah. The first joke was, was really good. So the last joke I find was funny, okay. but I don't know. Oh my god, it. I have another one. Okay, wait. Okay, 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 okay. You can tell the last okay, joke. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so the past, present, and future walked into a bar. It was tense. That's the whole joke. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Are you laughing because it's that poor? Are you no, laughing because like, it's funny? Because normally you're like, da da da. I know. Question and answer, but and then, no, that was it. <clears throat> that was it. I liked it. The past, present, and future walked into a bar. It was tense. It's, it's, it's quite, a bit dry. It's, it's, it's what, dry. What? And it's like a little bit clever. I like it. Yeah, that's why I used okay, it. So here's okay, so here's my other one. The finale. The Go. finale. So a piece of cheese... A piece of Swiss cheese is walking down the street. This is funny to me already. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of Swiss cheese is walking down the street. He's minding his own business, yeah? He's just yep. like, you know, he's being yellow. He's being cheesy. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. And then across the road, some two school kids are walking by. And they shout at him, Holy, you're holy. Because it's got holes in it. Cause oh, it's yes, it's cheese. Stand, yep. yeah? And then, very upset, he turns around and he says, Real mature! <laughs> <laughs> Your jokes are better than mine today. Yeah. Oh, my Honestly, like, bad jokes are the best thing in the world. Oh, I love it. That was good. so good. Real mature! Real, Real mature! mature. <laughs> <laughs> that was brill. Oh. Well, thank you, Artie, for being my guest. <coughs> oh, God, just choking. Choking oh, on <laughs> Yeah, we've had so much fun in this um, podcast. Yes, I appreciate you. Me. I appreciate you. So, guys, remember, life is a work in progress. It's I don't know why I'm doing a French accent. I do a part oh, of I thought that was Spanish. Oh, was it? Wow. Oh, wow. I need to work on my accents. Yeah, life is a work <laughs> in progress. You've got to start somewhere. Do you like that? Yeah. I feel good about life. And you can too. Yeah. Basically. Deuces. Bye. Bye. I so we're starting now. I can't wait to listen to what? this episode. Oh my god. We're starting now. Yeah, you're right.